the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. I'm Selwyn Whitehead. I'm a California Bar-admitted attorney, and I'm also a bankruptcy law certified specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. I also have a JD and a couple of master's degrees in law. I'm a master of the laws of uh, taxation law, and I'm also a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. And both of my great master's degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law, which is located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And because of my training, my experience, my expertise, and my interests, I primarily practice bankruptcy law debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and taxation law, of course. And also, I'm proud to say that sometimes as part of my practice, I have the opportunity to seek out and vindicate the rights of seniors, my favorite group of people. Not so much that I'm going to be one real soon, but because I was raised by my grandparents, and I think that seniors deserve our respect because they hand us off between generations. And when people try to mess with seniors... I think we need to mess back. As always, I'm so pleased to be able to come to you again today from the beautiful KFAX studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting families and small business owners. However, as always, I must once again advise you that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum with the exchange of information that might be helpful as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully hopefully provide you with an outline of some of the key issues that you may need in order for you to seek out and find qualified professional help. I do this again Because when you represent yourself in a legal matter that's concerning the finances that you need to keep a roof over your children's head and keep food on the table, when you do that without a good solid grounding in the law and know how to ferret through the facts, it's just like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. You're going to be DOA, that is to say, your righteous claim and or your righteous defense is going to see the promised land way before you do. So once again, 
I'm going to share with you the purpose of Selwyn's Law here on KFAX is to help you think through the law related to your money and, more importantly, the lack thereof and your other finances that you really need to consider to protect your family's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational form. And once again, I have to say, I've heard from some of you out there in Radio Land, the mysterious airwaves of Radio Land, and I want you to know how much I appreciate your thoughts and comments. And sometimes we can work together and other times not, but I just really appreciate the fact that you listen to this show and you reach out to me to let me know how you feel about it and also give me some ideas about some of the things that you want me to discuss here on KFAX. So if you do have some good ideas, please uh, share them with me and... um, Uh, Who knows? I might talk about something that you're interested in. Today, I'm going to begin a discussion on what on the surface might seem to be very mundane or a throwaway decision that each and every new business or wannabe new business owner makes. However, I contend that these decisions are critically important to the long-term viability of a business. And the business owner really needs to consider these issues well in advance of setting up the business. These key issues and the decisions related to them are, number one, selecting the proper business structure, and number two, securing the appropriate kinds of insurance. Now, my source material today comes from my own years of experience as a financial services, and insurance industry advocate on behalf of consumers here in California for the most part, and the research into these topics and uh, to the forms of basic uh, uh, new business ventures I've been developing for a book I'm writing for women-headed households, small business owners, and members of our various faith-based communities. Because I find that members of our faith-based communities have a really good grounding in faith, but sometimes they also need to have a grounding in secular matters, especially if they're going to be entrepreneurs and small business owners. So I want to focus on those communities because I think they're the most needed, needy of, of, of this kind of information. So I'll keep you posted on my new baby that's in progress. It is a work in progress. And I've christened it as Selwyn's Law Digital, which is a subscription-based information platform uh, in the service of members of these communities. So stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. But for now, let's get on and focus on today's topic. So why is selecting the proper business structure so important to a business's success? Well, The business structure affects the owner's personal liability for the business debts. It also affects the owner's ability to raise capital and credit. The formation paperwork the owner will need to file initially and on an ongoing basis. And the amount and kinds of books and records the owner will need to keep. And the kinds of governmental reports the government the owner of the business will need to file periodically with their regulatory agency. And it also has a good bearing on how much the owner's 
or owner will pay in taxes. The owner will also need to choose a business structure before she or he can register that business with the state or municipal agency uh, under which whose jurisdiction they're going to form the business. Also, most businesses will also need to obtain a taxpayer ID number and apply for the appropriate business licenses and permits in the city and or county where the new venture is going to be located. As such, an owner should choose the structure of the business very carefully. Even though an owner may convert to a different business structure in the future, there may be restrictions based on the location of the business and, more importantly, uh, a, a decision to change the structure could also result in unintended tax consequences and, in some instances, the unintended dissolution of the business without the owner really knowing what's going on until the business is shut down by a, a regulatory body. The business also needs one or more insurance policies to protect the assets needed to run the business and to provide the owner with access to legal counsel when the owner or her employees or his employees harm third parties through an act of negligence. So let me just stop right here and and, and put a pin in that. Insurance only provides indemnity for negligence and not for intentional acts. Um, Some criminals try to (laughs) get insurance companies to (laughs) indemnify them for intentional acts, but that's not what insurance is for. I'm just, uh, that's a free word word of advice. And also something that um, you wouldn't think of necessarily off the top of your head, your, um, what your insurance company is going to pay you or reimburse you or indemnify you for is bifurcated. And one of the things that you need to know is an insurance policy, a certain kind of a business insurance policy, will give you access to legal counsel who will come in and defend you because the insurance company is going to pay for that defense. The insurance company might not pay for the damages that you cause because you're going to look for ways out of it. But just, you know, some people say, well, you know, I, I'm not going to do anything wrong. Um, I, don't, I don't need insurance. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, what if somebody, you know, falsely accuses you of doing something? Um, they are going to maybe sue you. And unless you have counsel to uh, come in and uh, defend you or and, and know how to do it, because their uh, insurance companies have panel counsel that they call on a rotating basis based on the area of expertise of the council, uh, you know, you, they're likely, the, the entity that's suing you is likely going to get a default. And one of the best things about an insurance policy is um, the insurance company, nine times out of ten, has to provide you with that defense, and they will defend you rigorously. I know this issue from both sides. I worked in a major insurance company in the claims department. In my small group, we um, coordinated with the panel counsel. And um, and also now that I'm outside of an insurance company and I'm representing uh, uh, um, my clients, sometimes we... Uh, sue entities that are um, that have insurance policies, and then they bring in their panel counsel. So it's sometimes it's it's amazing uh, t- having 
dealt both sides of this issue. And that's why I'm sharing with you. Uh, If you're going to go into business, you really need to uh, make sure that you consider uh, that I believe you need to have certain kinds of business insurance so you can have access to legal counsel. So next I want to talk about, you know, what I consider to be the top 10 factors that business owners need to consider when forming a business. First, the owner needs to determine how much control uh, he or she wants to give over to another party uh, uh, in in order to have the business venture take off. Said another way, the owner must determine how much control he or she is willing to give up. So when we come back from the other side, we're going to continue our discussion of setting up a business and some of the structural issues we need to consider. But first, we're going to take a short break. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Okay, well, welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion on why selecting the appropriate business structure and set of insurance policies can make or break a small business owner's economic viability. So uh, in my mind, the top 10 factors that we all of us small business owners need to consider is, again, how much control do we want to keep? If we're willing to share control with others, we might want to look at certain kinds of business structure. If we're a control freak, like I am, maybe we want to have another kind of business structure where we don't have to share so much control. We also need to determine our initial and ongoing uh, structuring costs and what ongoing administrative formalities are required and associated with the business structure we uh, select. Next, we need to consider Uh, what structure will best serve or limit our liability from the debts the business may incur over time. Um, For example, let me just put a pin in this. Certain kinds of non-sole proprietorship structures come into play when one is dealing with a risky business venture as opposed to, you know, a, a more safe business. Well, any more, any, nothing is, is necessarily uh, safe. But if you're going to, you know, uh, risk a lot of capital, you might want to form a structure that limits your liability. Uh, and bankruptcy comes into play in this. If you are sole proprietor who has to file for bankruptcy, the dings on your credit will go against you as an individual. However, if you are a corporate structure or other kinds of pass-through, the dings on the business running into difficulty will go to the business structure and not you necessarily if the business structure is set up properly. Okay? Um, You also need to determine the best structure for dealing uh, with taxes, which which structure gives the most advantageous tax treatment to the structure, and to the owners of the business. Next, you have to decide how you can reach your highest level of potential growth and expansion. You also must decide which structure is best for meeting your industry regulatory compliance. So, for example, if you're mixing chemicals uh, that might harm uh, a community, I don't think you want to be a sole proprietor. Other kinds of business structures might be more appropriate However, if you're careless and negligent in mixing your chemicals, 
um, you know, and you didn't inform your insurance carrier about this, they're not likely going to um, want to pay out for your damages, but they will have to put up a defense for you. And ultimately, the regulatory body might decide that you are so incompetent that you don't need to have a license anymore. Also, uh, the business owner needs to uh, select the best structure that's needed for raising capital and obtaining credit and also needs to analyze the best structure for attracting partners and or employees that they desire. Uh, Then um, the business owner needs to select the structure uh, that will give them the appropriate kinds of insurance to protect the business's assets and shield the owner uh, from liability as much as legally possible. And you also need to consider what kind of business structure is best for when I decide to exit the business. That is to say, um, you know, uh, we all might exit the business at any time because of illness or when we go to the next phase in our uh, iteration of a conscious being. Or we also might want to decide that at, when I reach a certain age, I want to get out of the business. I want to do uh, an IPO or I want to hand it over to my heirs via a trust. So you need to think about all these things. So, uh, again, uh, my source is my own experience in both both sides uh, of the financial services industry and because I'm, I'm writing a book and setting up a platform to make information available to uh, the communities that I've targeted, women-headed households, uh, members of the faith-based communities, and small business owners. So what are the major types of business structures available to a new business owner? A sole proprietorship. It's a sole proprietorship is someone who owns an unincorporated business by him or herself. In effect, the business is an extension of an existing person legally and for taxation purposes. So it's just you. But what kind of insurance do you need to have? You need to have a general liability insurance policy. You need property insurance to protect your uh, assets. You need a business owner's policy. This is called a BOP in in insurance um, uh, lingo, but it provides those kinds of of services that I talked about and um, access to uh, legal resources, and it's it's tailored to a small business owner. Um, You might need a commercial automobile insurance rider on that policy to protect your actions in case you're involved in an automobile accident and you harm somebody else as part of doing your business. It doesn't work on your personal um, automobile policy. You want a rider. You need workman's compensation if you're going to be hiring individuals. You need a personal liability, a professional liability policy if you're a lawyer or a doctor or someone Uh, who's highly trained and can be uh, charged with malpractice. You also need data breach insurance. And if you're working out of your home as a small business owner, you need to have homeowner's insurance and make sure that your insurance carrier knows this so they can provide you with the proper um, insurance riders. You also need uh, renter's insurance if you're not owning the, uh, the property that you're running the business out of. And you need something called key person insurance. That's a life insurance policy on you because when if something happened to you and you passed on and you're the breadwinner in your family, this insurance policy would allow your heirs to be able to bring in somebody else at a salary to um, 
keep the business going or transition it while you your heirs figure out what to do next. You also need personal automobile insurance. You need a personal umbrella insurance policy, and you also need family health insurance. The next kind of business I want to discuss is a partnership. And a partnership is a relationship between two or more persons who join together to carry on a trade of business. Each person contributes money or property or labor or skills, and they expect to share in the profit and losses of the business. So um, partnerships, uh, basically it's a pass-through business, and it's not taxed at the partnership level. It's the, the gains and losses are passed through to the partners, and the partners deal with those taxes on their tax returns. As such, uh, a, a person who's in a partnership needs a, the similar family or suite of insurance policies that a sole proprietor does. So, you, and, and I've already shared those with you. Then next is a limited liability company. It's a business structure that's allowed by some states, and it lets owners take advantage of the benefits of both being a corporation and a partnership. Owners are called owners of LLCs are called members, and most states don't restrict ownership. So members can be individuals, corporations, um, other LLCs, and even foreign entities. And there's no maximum number of members, but and some states allow single members LLC. So maybe a part a sole proprietor or someone who's considering between being a sole proprietor and an LLC. It might be the amount of risk that's involved in that business, and the LLC singer membership might be the most uh, most effective way to go. Again, because we're dealing with pass-through entities, that same suite of insurance policies likely need to be considered by the, um, the owner of an LLC. And then next is a C corporation, and that's a legal entity that's distinct and separate from the owners. It is a separate entity. It is takes on the, um, uh, the risk and reward and the identity of a living human being. The problem that many find with having a C-corporation is double taxation. That entity is taxed at um, the appropriate rate, and the, if there's any distribution made to the owners, they pay taxes again, so that's what's known as double taxation. But it provides the most um, distinction between the owners of the company because they're shareholders. They buy shares in the corporation, and they're separate from the, the corporation. And so you, you don't need all of those individual kinds of policies, but a C corporation should have general liability insurance, commercial property insurance, commercial automobile insurance, workman's comp insurance, data breach insurance, uh, life insurance for the key executives, again, so the corporation can bring in someone else from the outside and pay their salary uh, while they restructure if a key person or persons die. I mean, there have been instances where uh, entire boards have been wiped out in in, um, airplane accidents. And they also need to set up insurance for their employees. Another type of corporation is an S corporation. It's a a hybrid corporation and um, uh, sole proprietorship, and so it needs those kinds of insurance. There's something called a B corporation. It's a public benefit corporation, and it needs a similar kind of insurance as a corporation and a nonprofit corporation. That's where you have to get permission to be in business from the Internal Revenue Service and the Franchise Tax Board 
but they need the similar kind of insurance as a, another corporation. So again, a, although determining the proper business structure takes a lot of time and consideration, and you might need to consult with someone who's an expert in the area, the time spent undertaking this consideration is time well spent. Once the owner sets the business up and gets it going on a firm foundation, they have a real opportunity to generate the kind of income needed to maintain the business's long-term viability and produce income for the owner's family and their employees well into the future. So I'm going to leave it there for now, but it, as always in closing, I say here at Selman's Law and KFAX, we want you to stay on the right side of the law, including the laws of business formation and insurance for small business owners' long-term viability. Till next time, take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. 